So yeah, I did I did apologize, y'all. Just in case the noises. Because I am right outside the parking lot, so we might even hear some cars go by and but generally it stays pretty quiet where I live at, which is such a blessing. Okay. I don't have to worry about little rugrats running around. Yes, I call them little rugrats. Because people don't respect your property the way you, well, because some people don't even respect their own property. That's a whole other topic, man. God, now, why don't you keep me? Here we go. Here we go. It's like you're in New York, baby. I like that. But, actually, I think it's mild. And I think my big mouth can talk over it. We're going to keep going with the show, okay? Because KC got some stuff to rant about tonight. But before we get into all of that, because tonight, you double dose, but tonight, on tonight's podcast, which is entitled The Bond You All Share, is the final uh, piece or my final piece about Michelle Obama's book, uh, Becoming, and kind of my thoughts about certain passages and things and excerpts that I read from the book that really impacted my own um, thinking and, and blah, 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 et cetera. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. So you got to hang on just a little bit before I talk about the former first lady. Before then, we got a lot to Yeah, we got a lot of ground to cover. That's what they call it, ground, right? You know? So anyway, um, I failed to do this the last time. And I'm, I'm, you know, I have no one but myself to blame. But you know how I love my Snapple facts, and I didn't do it last time. And you didn't even, you didn't even remind me that that I failed to do so. Now, um, so we're gonna run through. One or two of them, depending, because I'm doing this one real random. Usually I get on from where I drink, but I, I ain't picked none up. See, that's my fault, too, because I haven't picked any up. On my, you know, on my, because I'm doing good gas mileage. Right at the, no. I, <laughs> now, I do order a lot of stuff. Well, not anymore. Sometimes there are certain things that I will order, but I've never ordered snap food. That's something I just go grab when I'm in the little convenience store, you know. Uh, okay. And this is a good one. Actually, real fact, number 775 from Snapple, right? Beads. And, I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm, I'm glad beads. It's the reason why this, it had to be. I feel real, real bad. I feel real sorry, and I'm going to apologize in just a moment. But beads, the real fact. Bees are born fully grown. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine if we as human beings were born fully grown? I'm just saying, man. I didn't say it. The the real fact said it. Now that's interesting. That is extremely interesting. There are so many things that I want to say from that. There. You know, for some people, that might actually work because they're better once they become adults versus how they were as kids, right? You'd be like, that was that bad-ass kid from back in the day, right? Everybody know that bad kid in the neighborhood or several bad kids in the neighborhood. You might even be one yourself. (laughs) Everybody out there, I was a good job. 
let you tell it. But anyway, I mean, but you you understand what I'm saying. It, it, for, for some people, that might be the route to go. And then for others, we need you to go back to, to how you were when you were a kid versus how you are as an adult. Now, if they could come up with some sort of system to do that, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. So maybe these, maybe these, maybe that way works. Because yeah, all right. So we're going on to the next one. This one's kind of boring. But in a sense, it's kind of interesting, I guess. I think, I don't know. I don't know if I even talked about this one before. Maybe I have. I think I may have. But anyway, so we're going to go on so we can get on to the show because, you know, <laughs> even though tonight's show is an hour and a half, it goes by so quick, man. And you know I can talk so much. I got, yeah, not to say. The first spam message, this is real fact number 950. The first spam message was transmitted over telegraph wires in 1864. Right. I wonder what that message was. <laughs> they don't say, okay? <laughs> let your let your leader say it today. The ends are coming. The ends are coming. <laughs> I just had to, man. I couldn't help it. I wonder what that message was. That that, that would be interesting to find out. Maybe I'll go try to, try to. No, you know they probably are trying to be very politically correct, and so they're giving us as small amount of information as possible. They don't want to be seen as weighing on either side. I guess. I'm just surprised. It's just a fun fact, but I would be interested. I would be trying to research this one. You know, I'm a history buff anyway. I like history and politics and stuff like that, right? So that might be one that I would actually go back and and, and, and investigate a little bit. Because I want to know what that message was, actually. (laughs) I'm real interested in knowing what the hell you had to say back in 1864 that you wanted Everybody that would be able to hear it, which would probably be very uh, small, right? Right? I mean, you know. Anyway, okay. See, that's why I like reading stuff like this because it, it just it is interesting whether it's a real fact or a fake fact. Who, who does it say sent the message? See how see how innovative our show is. We know how to use Google. <laughs> you can read it. Oh yeah, yeah. You can read it. I, I, who who was it? Samuel F. D. Morris. Samuel F. D. Morris. Or B. 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 Okay, F. B. Yeah. Morris. Washington D.C. And who is that? I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I I like to think I know a lot of people, but I don't know that. And that's okay because we have a train break And see, while you're doing that, that means, you know, that's good, 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 good. And who is he? Who does he proclaim to be? Or who was he, excuse me, because back in 1864, he's obviously not with us at this point. 
He was the inventor of what? I thought they were, you know, I ain't talking about no test message. I'm talking about a real message. I want to know what the first real message was. No, I'm just saying, I get what you're saying. I, I You gave me the answer. I'm oh, saying. It says what? What? Has God's work. Oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, Mr. Morris. Thank you very much for that spam message. Interesting. See, again, then you learn something, right? You know who somebody said it, and you know when it was. So tweeting and all that type of stuff, it's kind of like, you know, you're not really inventing anything new, but just finding different ways of doing it more innovative in a sense of faster, quicker. Interesting. Mr. Morris, I tip my water to you. Some people wish that you wouldn't have invented something like that because we have a president that won't stop tweeting. Maybe if he would stop tweeting, he would actually do the job. Yeah. Anyway, Moving on. I'm sorry, you know I had to do it, John. You did not inter- you didn't intervene. It's it's your fault. I'm gonna blame it on you. Rush all the time. But there's a lot going on, man. There's always a lot going on, right? I guess and we only really know that because of technology, so to speak, right? Because we would have not we would not know what's going on over in China and Russia. The information wouldn't be readily in as readily available as it is if it wasn't for technology. So, yeah, whatever. But there is a lot going on, so to speak. <clears throat> there is news. Always there's news. There's news everywhere, man, in sports and politics. Uh, there's one topic that's going to probably sort of maybe find its way floating into the mainstream media that um, I would be interested to do a show about at some point in time, but one of the Democratic candidates, uh, Bernie Sanders, is pushing for felons, prisoners, to be able to, you know, have the right to vote. I do believe, and I haven't looked that up to know exactly which states uh, allow that right now, but there are certain states that allow But he's talking about on even the, you know, the national election. So that's kind of interesting, you know, um, your thoughts, you know, because, as, 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 you know, once you become a felon, you lose the right to vote. And that actually, to some people, are like, okay, they shrug that off, right? But that actually is a huge problem on so many different levels, which I can't really get into tonight, but that would be an interesting topic, which I think I'm probably going to talk about at some point. Prisoners in the voting line. I wonder, you'd be probably surprised if someone who would vote for you. You you know, just because you have bars doesn't necessarily mean that they would vote a certain way or for a certain political party. I'm just saying. Because, you know, some people would probably think that all of those prisoners would be thinking the same way and would probably vote the same way, right, for a more liberal system. I'm not so sure that that would be the case. Interesting. Again, so we'll, we'll move on. 
but that's something that's kind of been floating around in, in the political airs. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the in 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 sports, I must admit I'm more biased towards football than all the rest of them. But I do watch and have played all of them too, so I'm going to try to be fair uh, because I was fair. Remember, you know, on one of my last podcasts, I was fair to golf. I don't play golf. I don't really care to play golf. I tried it. Actually, had a, a class in it in undergrad. Um, yeah, it's just not my thing. But I talked about Tiger. Remember, I congratulated the Tiger for winning the Masters. You don't even remember. That's so bad. <laughs> what? And then you drifted off, right? Okay. <laughs> but no. So yeah, I've been a little. I've been fair. I've been fair. And I gotta pay attention to this. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I've been fair. Yeah, gave a little shout out to the golf thing. Baseball has started back up. Talked a little bit about the baseball incident that happened recently. Uh, basketball is into the NBA playoffs. We had some really good games. I just actually watched a really, really close game last night. The Golden State Warriors and Rockets. Uh, I'm, I could go into the, yeah, but that was, yeah, that was a, that was a good game. The, all the series so far, well, from what I've seen, just bits and pieces jumping in here, there, yeah, you know. They're good. They're good. Um, they they got me interested a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> but I got to get to football. Uh, yeah, got to get to football. And there's always so much going on in the NFL, right? Always, every team. But but uh, obviously there are some stories that are standing out a little bit, but more than others. So I'm going to try to briefly touch upon a couple of, of, of them. I have touched upon one, Bob Kraftlin, right? That's still in litigation right now. They still keep trying to, uh, his lawyers are still working on, you know, uh, suppressing the video. And actually, I think somebody else is trying to suppress it. I think we talked about that as well. Uh, listen, man, just go ahead and admit that you got it sucked. Because at this point, it's out. You know, my whole point of view was I don't care whether you're charged or not. I want to see what the NFL is going to do. Talk about uh, it, it being an organization and enterprises different than most. So, you know, they're able to police themselves. Well, under their guidelines, their stipulations, owners fall under the same personal conduct policy as players do. And I'm interested to see, regardless of how it plays out in the courts, right? I want to see whether the NFL is going to follow through as they have with several other players. And, of course, I have to use my, my team as an example with Kareem Hunt. You suspended him. You saw something on videotape. We had a videotape. It was known that there was a videotape with these acts happening. So, Mr. Kraft, even though it may not come out in court, we do know that there is a tape. We do know that there's evidence of you being seen on the tape twice getting your penis sucked. I ain't nothing wrong with it, especially if this is the way our society is now. Most people 
even those that even those that come out and say that they don't like this is the hypocrisy that that happens in the United States, right? It's not just the United States; it's the entire world, right? But I have to say it, you know, basically because that's where we live. But this is the hypocrisy, right? Because on one hand, you'll publicly say that you denounce it, but on the other hand, all the back door. <laughs> Laundry room, elevators, classrooms, closets, cars, trees, woods, swimming pools. Shall I go on? I mean, because <laughs> people are doing it. I, you know, I, I, I live next to train. That's why I take the train a lot, you know. You see condom wrappers, you see condoms, you know. So people people are as I said in multiple places and in a variety of different ways. So it's this 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 persona that we give out, yet right, yet the real truth lies beneath. I'm just saying. So anyway, I'm you know uh, they say. They say that the NFL typically does not you know, step, uh, divvy out penalties or anything like that during the off season when there are no games, but he's not being played. That's my point. So you don't have to necessarily wait until the season. And because he's not a player, his suspension should not necessarily be predicated on games. Right? I'm just saying. But we'll see how that continues to play out, you know. He's a wealthy man and then obviously he has hired some lawyers and good ones to try to squash this whole thing. Hmm. Speaking of things on tape <laughs> I showed you uh, <laughs> a video clip uh-huh. on a, on the train, and I, I I can't tell necessarily where the train was at, but it looks like it may have been New York, right here, which doesn't necessarily surprise me that that that, that happened there, or even in D.C. Living in D.C., I saw a lot of things happen there on the train, um, as well as here. But in this video clip, and I, I you know, I'm. I'm So one, I have to, okay, so, uh, okay, yeah, let me stop for a second because I, I'm trying to get this out in such a manner that everybody can understand what's on this clip. And most people, some people have seen this clip probably because it, it's, it's gone viral because I know if I saw it, it, then millions of people before me have saw it. But anyway, so in the clip, there's this man that's sitting on the bench, right, and he has his package sitting in front of him, and it's all zipped up and everything, and it looks it almost looks like it's like a, uh, I thought it was a laundry, a laundry, um, bag. A laundry bag, you know, the ones you zip up, and, you know, I, 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 or even that, I could go on for that. And then, but then in the video, man, you start seeing him rock a little bit and grab his stomach. And I said, oh, my God, he is about to, but no. That's not what happened. 
this man unzips. He unzips. You know, but I had to laugh. Because you can't tell me that you have never been in that situation where you felt that grumbling. And you know it's time and you're in the wrong place. Okay? (laughs) So I felt his pain. And I felt his anguish. But, baby, I did not realize that he came prepared. This brother came prepared because he unzipped this old bag and out popped a toilet stool. Not a miniature, not a can, not a bucket, not a bottle, not a bag. A full-blown toilet that you, the size that you would find in your own household bathroom, with tissue, with tissue, and he, so you don't see on the clip that I saw him actually pull his pants down and defecate, but the way he was holding his stomach, you knew that number two was coming. It was number one. He wasn't getting ready to give you a little urination. He was about to give you the full moppy, the full bill, baby. He was getting ready to give you a full course meal and then some. But my my thought is it's not even so much laughing at him because again, I've known that in my life, I've been on this earth for quite a while. Now, I've had a couple of instances where um, my my stomach was gurgling in, in the wrong time and in the wrong place, right? But I this brother had a toilet. And toilets, toilets are not, they're not light, man. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're super heavy, but then you, brother, you carrying this home. You had to carry it from where you, wherever you were to the train station and then onto the train. Who sells portable? No, I guess they do sell it. But, but, but okay, then who thinks of taking a a full toilet with him? I guess I mean he, well. This again, I say he was prepared because he knew he had to. You know, he knew he had to do it number two. He didn't even look like a big man. He wasn't like some muscle-bound guy. That, that, that you understand what I'm saying? That so so for. I know it had to be heavy, and you carried this thing around wherever you was going. Maybe it was going to the hospital. But I, I don't know. Where I was. What <laughs> no? Where you was going with this toilet? And where did you think that you was gonna be able to park this thing at? <clears throat> okay, that's what I want to know. Where would you gonna park it at? When you got to wherever you was going. Because do you think anybody was going to let you bring that contraption into their establishment exactly. with shit in it? I tried to hold the word. Maybe, maybe the train covered the word up. But, but that's what, do you really think the people going to want to open their doors when you got this toilet stool? And more than likely, what is in the toilet stool is going to be defecation, right? Nobody wants, nobody's going to want to let you in. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But that was a video. Oh, man, I, I, so he actually, I mean, 
if somebody had told you that story, if I had told you that, John, just coming off the train and had seen that and had told you that, you would have thought that I was lying to you. So in one sense, I'm glad that it was captured on video because somebody had to think to themselves, nobody's going to believe this shit if I tell this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's the truth. So, look, we're getting ready to um, – take our first break. We have to pay the bills, basically pay myself. But we got to take a short little break so I can get a little water in and rest my little palate a little bit because I've been talking for you know, about a half an hour now. So we're going to take a small little break. We're going to uh, let you listen to a little song and um, that word. See, I wasn't supposed to use that word. I've been trying to cut it out, and I've been doing pretty good, but we are going to do that real quick. And uh, we'll be back momentarily.
And it's like, why did you even attempt to do that? I mean, you see videos of people like, why do you attempt to do that, right? It, 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 it's, um, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. But that leads me into another video that I saw. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. It ain't like this. See, see, that's the hypocrisy <laughs> of the world. See, what you all don't hear in radio land or technology land, you can't see me. And those of you who are watching the video via YouTube, you can't see the person that is assisting me in their face when I said that I was going to talk about this video that I saw. We because I talk about everything. It don't matter. So I so because because human beings are human beings. Okay, so this so so this video, this guy standing on a busy street. I don't even know what street necessarily. Again, I don't know what city. Well, we ain't gonna blame everything on New York. I blame the last one on New York because I saw the train and I could see the, 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 the stuff on the train. Now. This was in, a, I'll say this, it was in a big city. I'm not going to go on the limb with this one and blame it on New York. I don't want to give New York a bad name because I've seen this stuff happen in every city that I've been in. In every city that I've been in. I've been in quite a city. So that's why I don't want to just blame it on New York. We're not going to give it, because I like New York anyway, man. Don't just laugh New York City. So anyway, so look, in this video, there's this man. And actually, I've seen two separate clips of this video, but in the entirety, basically, what you see is this man standing on the sidewalk in broad daylight with people walking up and down the street. It's just, so it's, it's a very heavily populated sidewalk, and people are, you know, briskly walking and doing what they do. And this man is standing there, and he has his penis hanging out in this other person's hand. And, of course, there's the, 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 the movement going on, and there's a part in there where I want to say it's a she yeah. spits on it. And I, listen, technology, again, captures certain things that if you told someone that you were walking down the street and that you saw a man standing there getting his, genitals service. Most people would tell you and look at you <laughs> well, first of all probably with a shocked look on their face. Like did I understand you correctly? Like maybe that train was just going by and I didn't understand what you said, right? Because you repeat things over and over, right? So you repeat what you said. And if if you repeat what you said, they still gonna look at you and be like, you will Job and you didn't just see what you just said you saw, you exaggerated, right? But that's where technology comes in and helps us out because it, it get it tells the story that people can't tell, right? <laughs> or that others will believe, right? But this dude is standing there. So so a lot of things come to mind. And it's you felt the need at that moment in time in the day. Now, I get it because we're all human beings and we all have this thing called horniness. 
A lot of people don't want to talk about that. We're so pious. Well, actually, some people love talking about it because we got extremes. <laughs> and then we got the conservative side that don't want to talk about nothing that human beings do. I mean, you can't say anything that is natural to human beings, they demonize, right? Even down to, well, okay, I won't go there because that's not what this show is about. But anyway, because I could, you know, that irritates me. Because I'll say this. Even though there should be some sort of uh, courtesies extended, although there should be um, an effort to not be crass, right, with certain things, people belch, people fart, okay? I'm not going to say pass gas. They fart. If you're, if you're an adult, you're a pass gas. And, hell, some kids, they do it, and it smells just worse than, worse than adults. Okay, so it's something that we all do as human beings. And, again, I didn't say be crass with it. I didn't say extend courtesies like, you know, you know sitting in front of somebody and sit on their face and do it. I'm not saying do that. But I guarantee you, y'all, I'm not, and, and, and anybody that knows me, that I've said this, and I've, this is how I am. I'm not going to bust my ass and break, possibly break my ass trying to run to somebody's outside or trying to run to somebody's bathroom. If my if my stomach is tell, and, and, and it's ready to come, it's going to come. Now, what I try to tell people is the, the, here's the people that make me mad and make me want to chop them in the throat. Now, I'm not a violent person that's just a figure of speech, people, but these are the people that make me want to chop them in the throat. It's the silent ones. Okay, it's you silent people. You are quiet ones. And then nobody want to hear it, right? Because you're too embarrassed to be a human being. Well, guess what? See, that slap in the face that I get when I smell your funky ass? Because at least when I do it, right, you know, you hear the sound. It gives you a warning. That's the warning bell. Ding, 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 ding. Caution. <laughs> Toxic air may be coming. Isn't it wonderful how God made the human body? And see, we demonize. What the hell am I supposed to do? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know that went way off the head, but I don't care because that's something that irritates me. What, you're not a human? Huh? Because I don't know one human being that I know that doesn't pass gas. Or fart, however you want to name it, phrase it or whatever. Anyway, okay. Whew, that felt good to get that out of my system. <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to rein this back in. And we, this, let me go on to Tyreek Hill. I'm going to talk about Tyreek Hill, who is why, one of the wide receivers for Kansas City Chiefs. And the reason why I'm going to talk about that, one is my hometown team. So there is a slight bias there, I will say that, but then it's really not a bias. I just try to look at things from a rational point of view. And, again, the contradictions that we have, I'm going to point out several contradictions that we have. And people, a lot of times people want to blame it on the high profile of the person, right? Okay, well, I don't even buy that anymore. I I hate that argument anymore uh, because what that does, what that does is tries to in certain attributes onto a person that they don't have. And that any of them with that, they are all human beings, they all are born, and they all die exactly like the rest of us. 
and does not discount their talent. So please, for those people, oh, they're special. We're all special, okay? And we all have talent. Some of us are fortunate enough to be in a position where our talents are appreciated by the masses on such a level that we call it stardom and fame. But again, I've said it many times. I've seen and heard and watched people that were more talented than those that we see in the, the mainstream media. They just don't get the opportunity, the same opportunity to have it displayed like some other people have. Does not lessen that talent, right? So, uh, for those who are in the sports world, and those maybe who not have obviously heard because he's well-known now, he's put together three uh, consecutive very good, uh, excellent seasons for the Kansas City Chiefs on the football field. Now, I'm trying not to regurgitate a lot of the baggage that, that brings us to it, but some of it has to be said to bring people to a point where they understand what's going on. So in college, he was kicked off his uh, a collegiate team because he was charged with domestic uh, violence, domestic assault against his pregnant uh, girlfriend at the time. Uh, he pled guilty. There were certain stipulations that he had to uphold to uh, with that, and he was able to do that. And once he completed their list of criteria of what he had to do as far as a rehabilitation or whatever they called it, it was it was deemed that he had satisfied, right, for the courts. He had satisfied uh, the, those charges, the penalty for those charges. He was kicked off of his team at Oklahoma State, I believe it was, and then he went to West Alabama, I believe that was the university that he ended up going on to and playing for one year before the Kansas City Chiefs uh, drafted him in the fifth round. There's a whole lot of things I actually want to say about this. I'm trying to break, make it as quick as possible, but there's a whole lot of things. I didn't write them down, so forgive me for that. I'm going to try to do them, you know, but I, I kind of do pretty good at that, you know, so anyway. Um. Let me say it from a couple of different vantage points. And I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with the Kansas City Chiefs as an organization. Um, one of the things that I wanted to point out, and, and, and I again I say I, I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. I do have a slight bit of bias towards towards the situation because no one ever wants to see themselves in a bad light or things that they're attached to, right? And I know I'm not an employee or whatever, but that's the team I root for, so I don't want to see anything bad happen to them or them look in a bad, you know, in a bad light. That being said, I'm not going to try to cover up some things that, you know, are, are, you know, are just wrong. But what I don't like is this narrative in the media that the Kansas City Chiefs as an organization, are going after basically derelict individuals, derelict players, right? Um, for one, it's quite asinine to come out the mouth, and this is for all the national broadcasters that are saying it and any of the rest of the pundits that are saying it as well. <clears throat> as much as you all say you do your research and you come up with these stats and numbers and things like that, you obviously didn't take the time to do that, even in what you said about this particular case. What do I mean? What I mean is this. Um, 
they're honing in on three players currently, right? And then some of the reports also bring up another player that was on the team several years ago prior to this current coaching staff, so a different coaching staff, okay? So you're talking about Kareem Hunt, you're talking about Tyreek Hill, and you're talking about Frank Clark, who is a recent addition to the Kansas City Chiefs, who they signed in the offseason free agency as a defensive end. And I'm not even going to talk about him because that's another situation where they drudged up his, you know, and, and obviously, your path is going to fall. I mean, it just is the way life is. Um, and it's hard, even though people say that they give people second chances, it's hard in that second chance for people not to view you in that way. But for an organization to peg, I, with my own eyes, have seen plenty of other organizations, and I, I don't necessarily want to name names, but there's, and I know people who are sports fans know exactly who I'm talking about, who have taken chances on such a huge more number of players that have had issues, right? So you're naming three players. Now, when the season starts, John, they have to dwindle down to a 53-man roster, right? Prior to that, I believe you get up to like 89, 90 players going through the offseason, free agency, mini camp, training camp, all that type of stuff, right? You're able to carry up to like about 89, 90, right? So you're saying three out of that. Man, that ain't even 1%. So how are you going to maliciously characterize an organization, whoever organization is, by less than 1% of their employees. First of all, you want to talk about uh, reckless journalism, right? For real. Shit pisses me off, you know, because you have a slant that you want to put out there. Well, let's be correct about it. Yes, but these are three individuals, and the reason why it bothers me so much is because what have you done for the rest of those other players that are still on the team? Now you're trying to characterize them in the same manner when they're not. At least they've not displayed it. So keep the onus where the onus belongs on these individuals with their individual acts and stop trying to say it's an organization. The reason why I also say that, and it's the reason why I also say it's hypocritical for a lot of these people that want to jump on the organization, let's talk about your business that you own. Or the business where you work at. Because I know when I was over a contract, there was a whole lot of stuff that was going on cheating, a whole lot of sucking dick and having sex and and, uh, these things that were going on with people, uh, domestic violence, you know. All these things that we want to point out, but yet we're we're not trying to point out our own organization that we work for. We're not saying that y'all need to cease and desist because that's where your paycheck comes from. Also, you have a different slant on it, right? Oh, your your opinion and your thoughts has changed because that's when you get that, oh, oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? The hypocrisy, right, that goes on with how we think and we believe. 
and we'll be such up in arms about some shit. Oh, until until it come in here. Oh, oh, then you have a thing. Oh no, it's not like that. It's something. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have a problem with how even how even we're even talking about the story because the organization had nothing to do with Tyreek Hill and his fiance. Period. Or the child that's involved in the situation. Yes, they gave him a second chance. And they also gave him a second chance through some stipulation. Now, here and then is my next problem with how technology sometimes can work against us. In this test, and I probably said the wrong word, who cares? I made it up. In our haste, in our haste to be the first one out with the story and the first one with the, you know, the right information, right? A lot of times we make asses of ourselves by doing so because there's stuff that has come out about that investigation that you have to look at it totally different now. Now, pure and simple, it's sad. So I'm shifting from the organization to Tyreek Hill himself. Hindsight is 2020, right? But some people need a little hindsight. <laughs> we need to put them hindsight glasses on and start using them. Okay? Why do I say that? I say that because of this. this. And this, I want to say, is not only because of him and not only because of this startup. Right, but this would be for anybody in any relationship. My Angelou says, if a person, if a person, no, because you went in, because because it's so. If a person shows you, right, ain't that what she said? Ain't that just the right person, right? If a person shows you who they are, you know what? No, no, you you believe them. Why does it take? Why does it take numerous times for us to realize? <laughs> okay, because what does the science? What does science say? Science says most people by the age of twenty-five have what they they're who they are. Not to say that there might not be subtle changes that happen, but who you are, the essence of who you are, what you believe is pretty solidified by the age of 25. So if a person shows you who they are, believe them. So my, why do I say that? I say that because this, and he's, not the, he's, he's not the only one. Not the only one that has gone through these types of situations, right? God, dog. I mean, how many times do we have to see domestic violence before we realize that we listen? I understand when you're in a domestic relationship, it's a little bit harder to see what you need to see, right? But again, if somebody shows you they are, believe the signs. Because I've said, listen, that if you run, if the, come up to a stop sign, right? Even if you decide to look some way, that stop sign is still there. You can ignore it, not acknowledge it. It doesn't matter. It's still there. It still exists. 
So when somebody shows you their ass, guess what? I'm just saying. I don't care about you, right? I don't care about the uh, listen. I don't care about the details, and I don't want the sordid details of what happened back then. That situation was enough, and it was toxic and unhealthy enough that neither one of them should have stayed. They should have said, listen, we've got a, a child coming. You can parent, and you can parent successfully without necessarily being together. So I'm talking before we even get to this point. Now, y'all should have just severed ties, baby. That, that, that was a toxic relationship. You can't get no more toxic than you being charged. Now, you stay with this woman. I don't know your reason. Probably had something to do with the child. But you're about to be drafted. She didn't already cost you where you got drafted at. So she didn't already cost you some money. Or you cost yourself. Um, let me say that. Let me check. Change that. You cost yourself some money already because a first round draft pick is going to garner way more money than a fifth-round draft. So already you coming into the league to get your second chance, you done already took a chunk, okay? You done already took a blow out your earning potential. And so then you're going to make this decision to stay with the person that caused you that decline, <laughs> baby, ain't enough love out there for that. And listen, he did that over some peas. Okay, he did that over some peas. There is, you know, how many peas there are in the world. And he's Tyree Hill. He, he, he was even on the college. You don't think to see that. I was an athlete myself. You don't think that they, you can be as ugly as sin, and you gonna get some. So why would you stay again? Why would you stay in that which is already proven to you and show you that it's not good, not only for you physically, but financially too? But you stay. And now you're in a situation where you've lost your child because the courts have come in and taken the child as they're investigating him having his arm broke at three years old. Now, I will say this, and I'm not making any excuses for their behavior. I'm going to talk personal because we jump to a lot of conclusions about who, what, where, why, where, and how, and don't necessarily know all the, the, the things that go uh, into it. And the reason why I say that is because my own son, at two years old, he would get so happy about somebody knocking on the door he would always run to the door and want to see, want to be first one to open the door and see who it was. And he ran one night and he fell down and he broke his collarbone. God forbid if somebody just automatically made the assumption that we were bad parents and that we were beating on him. You know, we took him, you know, and, and we actually didn't even know he had done it and until he yelled out and screamed the next morning, you know, when, when, when he woke up. We immediately took him to the you know, hospital, and nobody said anything because, then, you know, that things happen to kids, right? And I'm not, again, 
please know because I know what abuse is and I know what abuse looks like. So I'm not saying that. What I am saying is before you jump and all these news outlets came in and everybody want to jump off before you do anything because now, and the reason why I'm pointing this out, because now we're finding that there are some facts and there's an alternative story to this case that has come out as Everybody wanted now, and, and I was, and, and I'm gonna kind of jokingly say this because, again, sometimes people do say things in anger, right? And I was listening to another podcast, and this guy was saying that that, that one thing was done because when somebody starts questioning you in the manner that she was questioning him on the audio, you should know that you're being set up, right? Because why would you ask a, why would somebody ask you a question that they already know the answer to, right? So anyway, the reason why I say that is because Tyreek Hill's lawyer issued a four-page uh, denial and statement about these charges against him, and he denied uh, breaking his son's arm. Uh, he denied punching his son. Um, he did admit, though, to the – and, of course, he couldn't handle choice. He admitted to what he said on the audio tape, uh, of course. Of course. Excuse me. How old was the son? Three. The son is three years old. So now, but it is going on that there was there was a they took him to the to the hospital emergency room and it was deemed to be an accident according to the hospital report. And this is what his lawyer put out to the NFL. Um, he also uh, there has been reports and verified uh, calls to 911 where she was passed out in the home and. Him at three, just running around without being supervised. She also, in text messages, which were put out in this memo to the NFL and also read out, admits to beatings for spanking the child and leaving marks on him and doing it because she was mad at Tyreek. Again, when the person shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> just saying, believe them now. So my thing is, this is this the person, and she's obviously, listen, this obviously is not the first time they've gone through this, either one of them. I, I, you don't try to put blame on you one of them. Y'all both in a toxic relationship. So obviously this has been displayed over time. Dude, now you're in the NFL. I mean, but now guess what? She's pregnant with twins. Yes, man. So it, it, the saga goes on. But here's the thing. She's now admitted to being the one that spanks child, she didn't admit to break his arm. But so there's a lot of questions up in there, right? I'm like, dude, man, he was like, just that the Chiefs were probably a getting ready to extend his contract. Remember, I told you he was a fifth-round draft. He's played three years. So he had one more year left on his contract, and they could have because of the way the NFL structures their contracts, especially the rookie contracts, they could have had a fifth-year option on it. But because it's so good on the football field, they were probably in the hints and rumors that they were going to extend him, meaning in the numbers that they were coming up with were close to $100 million, John, with probably more, over more than half of that guaranteed money. So you've gone from possibly getting an extension upwards of 
$100 million to now potentially being cut by a team and having to hope and pray that somebody will pick you up if you are really. Now, the Chiefs might not do that. So, look, I'm going to pause right there because i got to pay the bills and take this next break, and I'm going to figure out some song, go ahead, um, to go ahead and, 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 and play. Yeah. Somehow this was appropriate.
toxic relationships that people have. And then it's like you want to come back at once that toxic relationship breaks you down to nothing, and then you want people's sympathy. Well, I'm, I mean, these are choices that you had to make, bro. I mean, you and, – and again, the stop sign was there a long time ago. Anyway, I know the people, and I'm pumped up the coffee, baby. Everybody want to talk about coffee and how, you know, caffeine's not good for you. Well, you know, I just happen to be reading the article, and I always am going to read something. And I came across an article that talked about the benefits of coffee. And you know I drink coffee. Uh, but there's several reasons. I mean, the smell, the smell is good. Coffee smell is good. Um Depending on how you doctor it up, right? Right here, I can't go for no black coffee. So I can't do it. I've tried it, I've done it, and I'm just not going to do it. Sorry. But everybody has their, their pleasures. But I thought it was interesting that this article pointed out 18 different benefits that coffee has. And I'm not just talking about somebody who's just randomly saying it. These are actually research. Uh, research has been done by several different places. Uh, the study of coffee. Go, go figure, right? We're studying coffee. Right. But one of the first things that is pointed out was coffee uh, can help protect against Parkinson's disease. Exactly. Uh, the caffeine is less likely to uh, to the caffeine helps you, it prevents, helps prevent, excuse me, and it makes you less likely to develop neurological Basically, and that was confirmed by a 2014 study in Sweden and also a 2007 uh, study done by the Journal of American Medical Association. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, the second thing is that coffee helps reduce the risk of multiple sclerosis. Sclerosis. Got to slide into that word. And that was uh, from a study that was done by the Journal of Neurological Neurology, Neurosurgical Psychiatry. Okay, try to say that one. One time, let alone three. Hell, I can't get it. It's supposed to help. Or it may protect against melanoma, but you still, they say, still use sunscreen. Don't think you just drink coffee, you know, <laughs> okay? Still use that sunscreen. But that came from a 2014 American Association for Cancer uh, study where those who drank four cups or more per day reduced their risk of getting melanoma by 20%. So, yes, exactly. You're more than four cups. I'm just saying that that was a study. Number four, reduces pain after a workout. That was from the University of Georgia. The caffeine prior to a workout can reduce muscle soreness by nearly half. Okay, so everybody wants to sit back and talk about me drinking my coffee. Look at we got Okay, we got some research backing up why. And shoot, the way my knees and my joints be aching, man, good God Almighty, I dare, oh, I dare to think what they what it would feel like if I wasn't drinking coffee, okay? Anyway, um, five, it lowers the risk of type 2 diabetes. 
coffee has certain minerals uh, and active compounds in it. Now, this was an 11-year study that was done. They did it with 29,000 post-menopausal women who drank six or more cups of coffee a day reduced their risk of type 2 diabetes by 22%. I'm just saying. Black coffee. Black. That's my favorite. Okay. (laughs) Well, kudos to black coffee because it it, it prevents cavity. Damn, I should have been drinking it all along. Oh, I got got to see this now. But anyway, (laughs) black coffee. Hot black coffee was shown to reduce the risk of tooth decay. Now, it went on to say no cream and sugar, no sweeteners, because that sexes it up. So they mean straight black coffee with no nothing in it. Hey, there you go. Uh, coffee may prevent retinal damage. This was from a study uh, by Cornell University. We're not even going to go there. With their study, <laughs> it says that coffee helps prevent uh, retinal degeneration. Okay. Alzheimer's disease, which is expected to triple by uh, 2050 in the United States. Uh, Wow. Drink up, baby. Drink up. But that study, which was done by the European Journal of Neurology, says that uh, the study participants who drank two cups of coffee daily for 20 years significantly uh, lessen their likelihood of developing uh, Alzheimer's disease. Number nine, it protects against cirrhosis of the liver. It reduces the damage to the liver. Um, and, and, hey, I mean, you know, I don't... You know what, Steve? What you're not going to do is try to use this information to support your habits. We're not going to do that. Number 10, it reduces. Listen, it reduces. I can't even read my own goddamn writing. It reduces the risk of depression. Okay? Caffeine uh, in, has an inverse effect on depression, supposedly. The study shows that female coffee drinkers uh, were far less likely to commit suicide than those who did not drink caffeine. Yeah, I mean that's interesting, right? Yeah. I, 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 now that one, I'm not going to go into it because I got to get to the other parts of the book. But that that, was, that brings questions to my mind. But anyway, so number twelve, it strengthens the DNA. Hmm. Spontaneous DNA strand breaks uh, are, are signs of poor health, right? And they lead to cancer or rapid cell aging. Well, this two, uh, 2015 study published by the European Journal of Nutrition says that DNA strand uh, breaks occur less often among coffee drinkers. So in some sense, they may your cells may not age as rapidly. It supposedly reduces risk of heart disease. A study in 2015, moderate coffee consumption is linked to lower prevalence of coronary uh, artery, art, artery excuse me, disease. 
sometimes, you know, you get a little stuck. <laughs> Just a little, you know, like that peanut butter gets stuck in your throat when you be trying to eat a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 13, it reduces the risk of gout. Or arthritis right, study of 45,000 uh, people published uh, in uh, 2007, American College of Rheumatology, consuming coffee is, on a regular basis reduces the likelihood of developing the ailment. It reduces heart attack mortality risk. So basically what they're saying is a person who's had a heart attack, um, the, the uh, it reduces their risk of dying from the heart attack. Versus people who don't drink. So if they had a heart attack, they would be more likely to go ahead and die if, if they didn't drink coffee. You better drink coffee, people. Okay. Okay. You better drink. Okay, you, better drink you better slurp it up. Get it. Get it. Get it while you can. Okay. <laughs> Some of y'all got a lot of make it up. To do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Number fifteen. Uh, it may protect against periodontal disease. A study by researchers at Boston University showed that uh, coffee uh, shows signs that the number of teeth losing bone marrow among a, basically 1,100 males, uh, regular coffee drinkers, consumers, you know, that would lessen the risk of that happening. Number 16, reduces liver cancer or the risk of liver cancer. This was from a, uh, researchers at uh, USC North Comprehensive Center. Adults who drink coffee daily can reduce their risk of liver cancer by 29%. And this was also corroborated by studies at the University of Southampton and the University of Edinburgh. Number 17, reduces the risk of stroke. In a study that was done in 2009, consumptions of coffee related, uh, were related to lower risk of stroke. One cup per day was Oh, excuse me. So, yes. So, that study followed yes. That study right there, the risk of stroke, followed 80,000 nurses uh, and facility workers. Uh, As they did this report about women drinking coffee, women reported drinking two cups uh, reduced their risk of a stroke by 20%, regardless of other risk factors like high blood pressure. Now, let me go back to this risk of reducing the risk of liver cancer, because they actually broke it down. This was a study that said that it reduced uh, liver cancer by 29%, the risk of it, and it was corroborated by the two other universities. One cup per day, if you drink one cup per day, it lowered your, your risk of getting liver cancer by 20%. Two cups per day, it reduced it by 35%. And if you drink five cups per day, it reduced your risk of, of liver cancer by 50%. Okay? Now let me get to number 18 because we got just a little bit of time left so we can talk about the main attraction. I know everybody like, God, dog, you took so long to get to her. I don't care. <laughs> Didn't, didn't we take those commercial breaks so I can pay my bill? Yes. Oh, okay, I paid my bill. So, 18, reduces the risk of colorectal cancer. The study of over 5,100 men and women diagnosed with colorectal cancer 
4,000 people with no history of cancer. Um, the University of Southern California said it, the cancer risk declines as population consumption goes up. I think that's very interesting. Now, I know that a lot of people don't like the taste of it, don't like the smell of it, whatever the case might be, but I'll say this. Look, just do what you got to do. If it's this many ways that it can help, and these are studies that are not just little random studies. These are actually studies. So, hey, I'm, go for it. Drink up. Drink up. Wake up and drink up. So, look, let me read this last little passage. And I actually think it's going to sum up everything we've been talking about anyway. I'm going to read this last little passage. Yes, we're coming to the book, Becoming, and my last little comment, my last little 10 minutes to talk about Michelle Obama and her book, Becoming. Yes, for those who are looking on YouTube, I'm flashing up the book. Go get it. It's a good, that's why I made the bestsellers of this, okay? I mean, it is a very good read. So, this is the last passage and my last sort of kind of review of her book. In the moment. And this is coming from page 290. In the moment, I wasn't able to fully apprehend the significance of what she was saying. But later, I would think of it often. Barack and I were joining a strange and very small society made up of the Clintons, the Carters, two sets of Bushes, Nancy Reagan, and Betty Ford. These were the only people on earth who knew what Barack and I were facing, who would experience firsthand the unique delights and hardships of life in the White House. As different as we all were, we'd always share this bond. And thus, the reason why this podcast was titled The Bond We Share. Just like I was saying earlier, you can go around the world, travel around the world, and you're going to see different people, you see different climates, you see different vegetation, you see different animals. See different food. I said weather, right? Yet, all of it works together to allow this globe we call Earth to continue to function, right? And what is really, really sad, and it's not just watching news, because regardless or not, if we saw the news, because I know that some people say that they don't watch the news because it's too depressing. Well, then life is depressing, in, in a sense. Because even though you're not watching it, even though you don't want to be aware in, on some levels, the stuff is still going on. Just like before technology happened, before we had news in an instant, right? Before we had cameras, before we could video, life still happens. But what's sad is that out of all this time that has passed, 
we are still making the same stupid mistakes. Like, when are people going to really understand and realize you need to stop trying to control people? People are distinct human beings. Guess what? We don't like the same food, do we? Does that mean that you deserve to die? Deserve to be enslaved, uh, you know, uh, slandered, left out of the opportunity to pursue happiness in life and do what you want to do? It's 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 quite asinine. It's quite immature, it's quite unintelligible to look at a person and judge them by the color of their skin when none of us, I don't know a person in the history who has ever been born on the face of this earth that has ever been able to control what color they was coming out of that mama's you know what. You name what, I want to meet the person that was able to control not only what the color of their skin was, how big their feet was, how tall they was going to be, what their lips was going to look like, what color their eyes was going to be. I could run down a whole lot of shit that you didn't have control over. Yet you think it's okay to control people and others. Again, the same thing that you don't, the same thing that you're trying to control on other people, or people were trying to control you or something that you like or dislike or wanted to do or didn't want to do, you wouldn't stand for it. So why do you think it's okay for you to go and then control other people? And guess what? I'll say until I'm blue in the face, although I hope I never get blue in the face. I think it's funny how people try to control people and, uh, like, you didn't even control how you got here. And if nobody wanted to shut down on you right now, in this moment, guess what? You can do about it. Absolutely nothing. But hope and pray, and you might not even be able to do that depending on what happens to you. If somebody is available and around to help you. Yeah, you got millions of people that are out here, millions, millions around the world, not even just here in the United States. That's trying to control people every single day. You can barely control yourself. But you want to control other people. So what she's saying, though, is that bond they share, we share a bond as people. I'm going to end it on, on this. We share a bond as people. We breathe. We live. And guess what? We die. I try to be morbid, but that's what happens. And everybody has that happen. There's enough resources in this world, man. I don't know saying why we fight. What are we fighting for? And we see from history. There's a part that's, that's, that's unintelligible and mature. It shows that you have no understanding of humanity at all, period. Because I've gone in many other countries and see the people eat different foods and I may eat 
right? They may live differently, than, but guess what? They're living successfully. There's a whole lot of ways to live successfully in this world. And to feel like there's only one prescribed way, you're kind of out your mind. You're a little crazy. You look cray cray. And typically, the same standard that the people that are trying to hold people to standards to, they ain't holding them their damn self. Look at all these politicians up in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you're trying to control the American people who pay you your paycheck, and then we turn around and find. We turn around and we find. that you aren't the person that you said that you were. Remember, I talked about hypocrisy earlier. The hypocrisy. Many people alone. Now, we've all, to some extent, have come to an agreement about certain levels of human decorum, right? You're not supposed to kill people. You're not supposed to steal, you know, steal from people, other people's property, right? You know, certain things. And there are certain agreed-upon laws that we, the communities have. And that's fine. But beyond that, stay out of people's business. Stay away. I Listen, I don't want to know what you're doing. I don't want to know who you're screwing. I don't, I don't know. And I don't understand why would people want to, to, to want to know that about me. Life is so much simpler. You <laughs> just stay out of people's business. Okay, and there's certain there's certain things that are going to come inherently to life. Period. Eventually, your body gonna break down, and, and, and okay, I mean it's all gonna happen. It all happens to everybody. So this energy, the energy that people put into this mischief and all this craziness is going on all around the world. Really, some of y'all need to sit on somebody's couch to have a little talk. I have a nice couch that anybody would like to come You ain't coming to sit on mine. <laughs> you go right on over to yours. Ain't, ain't no reservations on mine. You put the hell. Uh-uh. No, no, no. My session comes with a nice cocktail. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man, it, it doesn't make no sense. And I said it exactly the way I, It makes no sense at all. Okay. You see, this man is quiet. It's nice. Ain't nobody. No, I'm just. It's just in general. Like, like I'm not bothering nobody, right? I am not bothering nobody. Trust and believe. I don't care what's going on in nobody else's place. But the sad part about it is, is I'm a black man in the United States of America, and because of my skin, not because I'm doing anything wrong. Not because I'm bothering anybody. Not because I'm impeding on anyone's right as a human being, right? But simply because of the melanin. That that that's real sad, right? But we're talking about people that so call themselves intelligent. Now all the information and the facts out there prove your theory about whatever you think about other people to be incorrect. Yet you still live, breathe. And move as if your way of thinking is correct. Yes, we are at the end of this rant. 
But guess what? You know, I can go for five minutes. Well, anyway, but I am. I'm going I'm to I'm wrap it all up. I appreciate everybody who's been there till the end. I hope you got all that you came for. I don't know what you came for, but hey, we try to little dab a little, fizzle, a little sprinkle a little salt and pepper in here and there and all the rest of the spices and mix it all up and talk a little bit about all that jumbled up and see what we can come up with. Bonds we all share because I'm sure there's a lot of people in this world that can say they've been fired before. Girl, go on somewhere. Ain't nobody showing you no sympathy. We just brought that up. Listen, it's about time for us to go ahead and say goodbye to all our little